Ladies, I am so excited for episode nine. We are chatting it up with Akila Tompkins Robinson, talking all about SEO. And you may be wondering, hmm, why is this an important episode for me to listen to? And let me tell you, if ever anyone has told you websites are no longer necessary, that the website is dead, that blogging is dead, or maybe you've noticed some changes in social media marketing. Maybe you've been affected by the algorithm changes and you're trying to figure out a way to stay relevant and of course to play the long game because you are here for the long haul. So if that is you, I urge you to tune into this episode. It's going to be so dope. Akila shared so many amazing nuggets, things that you can do today. As you know, I love fast action and she gave us fast action tips that we can implement today in our business to make sure that our SEO is popping. All right, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Massive Brand Podcast with Tanya Watkins. This podcast was created for lady bosspreneurs who are looking to create a personal brand that stands out, package their greatness, and monetize their hustle. Tanya, the founder of Massive Brand Consulting, is a brand and online monetization strategist who believes that with smart hustle and sassy marketing strategies, you can become a boldly confident influencer in your market, build a loyal, engaged community, and create much more than a six-figure business. All right, ladies, I am so excited to have Miss Akila Tompkins Robinson in the house today. We're talking all about SEO. And quite frankly, I don't really know anyone in this space that is killing it as it relates to SEO. So I'm just so honored to have her today so that we can share with you some nuggets around getting your website in check. So without further ado, I'm going to pass the mic to Miss Akila so she can tell us all about herself. Hey guys. Hey Tanya. Thank you for having me on. I really, really uh, appreciate you having me. I love talking about this stuff and I'm like you. I don't see a lot of me out here talking about it. Um, it's funny. I recently did some surveys and polls. I was doing some research because you'll, you'll hear I do a lot of research um, and looking for questions about SEO and all of the like videos I saw about it, all the people talking about it. I saw everything was all men, 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 men. It got to the point where I went into my groups like, what are your questions as women? Because all I see are men. So I'm really excited to be here to share with women. Um, a little bit about me. I run a site called Online Boutique Source. I've run the site since 2013. And the site was really built with SEO in mind. Prior to that, I used to do um, graphic and web design. So I call myself, I'm a retired web designer, y'all. <laughs> And one of the things a lot of my clients um, struggled with was that they would get these really great sites. I know I built them. <laughs> and then they would be like, kill, it's not working. I'm not getting people here. I'm not getting traffic. I'm not getting all these things. So, you know, me being the, I want to help them do, I want to help people succeed in business type person that I am. I started to learn different things about how to get traffic, how to um, bring people. And one of the things that really stuck out for me was SEO. So I built online boutique source as a way to provide information. So my thoughts were, <laughs> I would be like working off on the side, designing their site. And while I was doing that, they would be on my site learning. And, you know, at the same time, I would bring in some traffic for like, um, I was getting Google AdWords traffic. I was getting um, Amazon traffic. So I was using it for like some affiliate dollars. So I was getting paid while I was getting paid. That was all my thoughts. And I was helping while I was helping. It was crazy. <laughs> um, That's awesome. And, <laughs> yes. And so... From having the site, one of the things that came up, I, I was smart at least, I put a little question box 
because it was supposed to tell me what else I should write about. I put a little question box. I started getting so many questions and so many, how do I do this? How do I do that? That I stopped doing design and working, you know, one-on-one with clients doing the, doing the work and started doing more training, coaching courses. Now I have two memberships, um, one just for SEO, one for my online retailers. And my whole goal is to really help to educate businesses, specifically women, um, women businesses, women of color businesses, and help them to get to that next level. Like, I want to be a voice out there that we can listen to and that, you know, you can find some help from. So dope. So interestingly enough, people will come to me, my clients and just in my tribe, and they're like, I need SEO. And then they're like, but what is it? <laughs> like, that's like everyone's reaction. Like, we know we need it, but we're like, what the hell is it? And how do I like, do it. <laughs> exactly. So I know there's some people on here that are like, SEO, okay. But yeah, they listen just because they knew they needed it. Um, and it's not just your tribe. I get that all the time too. A lot of people ask that question. So SEO is search engine optimization. And pretty much the simplest way to describe it is you make your site look good for Google. And when I say Google, I'm talking all search engines, but Google is like king. So, so you know, Yahoo and Bing, they fall in line too. But really Google and anything else that's like a search engine that's going to search your site. And um, when I say make yourself, make it look good, it's not just about the branding part. It's not the colors. It's not the photos. It's not all that stuff, which looks nice to me when I go there. Google doesn't see any of that. Google only sees text and code and stuff like that. The good thing is with everything that's out there, like the Squarespaces, the WordPresses, the Shopify's, you don't have to worry about the code. All you have to do now to really, um, to start getting really good SEO is to make sure you have some good content. If you have the right text on there, if you're saying the right things on your site, then it's going to look good to Google. So SEO is all about just doing different things to your site that Google's going to like and Google's going to push you up the ranks. And when I say um, the ranks, every time somebody's searching, that's a keyword. So if I search for, um, if I search for water bottle, I always give the water bottle example. So, <laughs> um, if I search for like, you know, water bottle with a blue label, Google's going to say, okay, who out here has water bottles with blue labels on their site? Who's talking about that? And they're going to give me a listing, you know, one page, two page, three, we've all Googled, we know what it does. Um, and that one, two, three, that page that it's on, that's like a mini race. Each of those websites are have made themselves look good for Google, and they're now all competing to be number one. So a lot of what I do and a lot of what SEO is, is making sure that your site is the one that's going to get to those number one spots and get into as many races as possible and win as many races as possible. So that, in short, is kind of SEO it is yes love it love it okay so some ladies listening right now are going to be like oh this doesn't pertain to me because i was told that i don't need a website that all i need to do is focus on my social media for now and i'll be all set so i want to debunk that myth because i talk to Akilah about this all the time i hate that conversation because it just sounds so ridiculous um but i'm not the expert in this so <laughs> Akilah, tell us why that is not the strategy that you need to have in place that so you need to have a focus on your website as well. There's so many reasons why, but I'll start with that you want to own your own business home. Think about it just like, you know, when we're thinking about where we live and everybody wants to be homeowners, you want to be a business homeowner too. So you want to be able to make the decisions for your site. You want to be able to control the changes to your site. You want to be able to build a site that Google can come and find and navigate. 
um, social media, which is where most people want to go. Most people are like, oh, I got a Facebook page or I got an Instagram page or I've got um, a page attached to like my Vista print or my, you know, my, um, it's funny. I just went over to Thinkific, which I like, but they got pages and that's not a website. I tell you. Um, <laughs> so people have all these things that are attached to other stuff and they're all like, rented property and some of them aren't even rented property they're like renting a room property <laughs> you don't even got an apartment that you can you can like you know make nice and pretty you've got a room and some of them like facebook a lot of people don't realize is that facebook does not could talk to google as much as your site your site does so you can be sharing all this great stuff on your facebook page that google will never see like google will see your first like that you have a page that's about as much as Facebook's going to give Google. They're not going to show if you got one of those big prolific posts, you know, the big, the big ones, uh, you know, I woke up and I had this big business epiphany and, you know, here are three steps so you can have one too. That's some light, a lot of good writing that people are doing that's never going anywhere and uh -huh. never going to get found again after it's done with that post. So after that, you know, initial um, push or if you pay to boost it, no one else is ever going to see it. Same thing with Instagram. Same thing with a lot of these different things. If it's not connecting to Google, if Google can't see it, you're doing a lot of work and not getting a lot of the long-term benefit. So that's one of the big reasons like not to not have a website you need a website to put all of that good work that you're doing and put it someplace you also need a place where you can control the traffic so you get traffic into your facebook they like your page you got ten thousand followers on your page and then facebook says oh you know algorithm change we're only going to show your stuff to a hundred that sucks it really does yep. <laughs> but if you had your own website you could A, be collecting email addresses. And I can't even tell you how many email addresses I get every single week with doing nothing. I got one pop-up and people just come and they sign up and come and sign up. So I don't even, not to say I don't celebrate. I love all my new people, but <laughs> I don't celebrate each one because they just keep coming because traffic keeps coming to my site. And that makes my list building that much easier. I don't ever have to really stress about getting people on my email list. The other thing is I can retarget. So if I do want to use Facebook ads, I can now say, okay, show this to everyone who's been to my site. And let me tell you how genius that is. Like it's genius and people love it, especially if you've got like business to consumers, you're not dealing with other business owners who don't know a lot about like Facebook ads and stuff. Consumers think it's magic. I've had people literally <laughs> email me or message me and say things like I was, you know, I Googled for something. I found your site. I was on your site. And then I came to Facebook and I found you and you must be a godsend because, you know, now you're just everywhere. Now, I know that my everywhere is a very strategically placed <laughs> using my SEO to my benefit. But to this person who's looking for answers all they see is that I am everywhere answering the questions and giving them the information that they need. And so when people see that, when you lay out your, your site, lay out your, your whole like online strategy that way, it makes it that much easier to get them on your list, to make the sale, to get them to join your programs, even your long-term programs, because they're constantly seeing you. You almost become the it person without ever actually having to be the it person. Like you don't yes. have to wait to get a whole bunch of biz friends, although they're great. <laughs> you don't have to wait to like get on a 50 billion stages. You can literally 
just start showing up for people and showing up through your website. So those are some of the reasons um, I can talk for hours on please get a website. <laughs> but if you're thinking about it, those should be enough reasons for you to just get that website. And get it. Absolutely. So just to um, go back, because you said some great things. Um, in, in terms of rented space, so I try to explain this in, um, in terms of shelf life, right? So with Twitter, maybe your tweet is popping for what five minutes right yeah i think twitter was down to seconds facebook was down to like minutes or seconds instagram is definitely really short pinterest might be the only one that might get you like a couple of days worth of roi um but that's about it everything is the, the shelf life is so so short and that actually that burns a lot of people out a yeah. lot of people, when you- You're having to produce way more content than you actually need to. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. When you hear people talking about how stressed they are because, you know, business is so much and they can't do all these different things, a lot of it is because they're doing a lot of temporary stuff. They're doing a lot of Facebook posts and they're trying to come up with new ones, come up with new ones, come up with new ones. Then they're putting it on Instagram and they're trying to come up with new stuff, come up with new photos, come up with this. And they're doing so much temporary stuff that while it may give you a temporary boost- you don't have the long-term effects because all of that stuff is going out into like the blue ether and never being seen again. And the only way for you to get that boost again is to go after it and do it again. The one thing I love, or one of the many things I love about SEO and just being in the tops in Google is that traffic continuously comes to you. If I want to do also a lot of bit of extra and get those boosts, I can. But if I want to go on vacation, if I want to take a nap, <laughs> if I want to, you know, I want to hang out with my toddler, I don't feel like my business is going to go down. I don't feel like, oh no, I need to hustle to make these sales because I know that I'm constantly getting traffic and that con that traffic is constantly buying stuff and constantly turning into sales that's awesome i also wanted to just take a pause on the retargeting because i find that um most people don't realize this but when you're using that audience versus a cold audience you end up spending less yes 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 you spend less and you make more <laughs> yes right um, because you know the love the love of facebook facebook goes by how people react to your ads that's part of the, the many things that go into pricing but one of them is how people react to your ads if you are going into people that already are familiar with you then they're more likely to like your ads they're more likely to watch your full video so you're going to like i said you're going to um you're going to spend less because Facebook's going to make them cheaper and they're going to click faster. You're also going to make more sales because, and you guys haven't heard about the seven touches where somebody has to like see you or be touched by you at least seven times, seven, like it could be seven, it could be 7,000. I've had some of those people. <laughs> so I'm ready least, now. <laughs> at the least, yeah, two years later, um, which is all good, but at the least 7,000, seven times. So those seven times you're building those seven touches without you having to physically be building those seven touches. So the touches in my Facebook and then my Instagram and in my this, it's, I saw your website. I know your content. I'm on your list. Oh, now here's this ad. Let me click on this and get this product because I already know, like, and trust you because I've seen you so much and I've seen you so many different places. That's awesome. Okay. So let's assume she's ready to get started and she's tired of spinning her wheels um, on social every day to your point, having to post every five seconds. And she's like, all right, I trust you guys. I want to do this. I want to implement this in my business. What's the first thing she needs to do to get started? The first thing I do is say research 
and listen to your target audience. So the zero, the ground zero thing is know your target audience. Make sure you know who your target customer is. Um, and I'm sure Tony's going to help you with that. <laughs> I pick up after that. So know your target customer, then start listening to what they say. And, and research sounds scary to people. It's absolutely not. If you spend an hour or two in Facebook groups and instead of talking, read read, listen, use that little search box at the top and say, you know, who's searching for my type of business and or who has questions around it and take those questions that people are asking and then make them into post on your website. The biggest thing, I mean, there's this whole science of keywords and a bunch of other stuff um, that you that you can do and that you need, but the basics, just the basics is having the right things on your site. That will automatically get you in the right races. A lot of people just aren't, they aren't, in, they aren't even running in the race. <laughs> so when I come to them, I'm like, okay, let's get you boosted up and get you here. And they're like, yeah, I don't even have that word on my site. And I'm like, well, how are people going to find you? You don't even talk about, you don't even answer the questions that people are asking. So the first thing is looking at, um, looking at what people are talking about, what people are searching for, and start writing that on your site. Now, second thing is, when I say writing, I do mean writing. <laughs> well, this is that, good. Before we even get into the second thing, okay. I feel like for me, um, with my previous business, I was like, I'm just going to blog. And I'm sure you've <laughs> encountered people like that and you go to their blog content and you're like, what? Why yeah. did you write this? <laughs> what are you trying to do? <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, let's go back and unpack that. You are right. Because <laughs> I have seen that. I see that quite often. Um, so if you're going to blog or if you're already blogging, um, some of the really good things to do, like I said, go back and get those questions. So you should have a good list. Look in Facebook groups, look on Pinterest, um, look in uh, what's the answer the public is one of my faves. BuzzSumo, it's a little costly, but they got a 14-day free, free trial. Um, those what are about, do you recommend like Quora? Am I saying it right? Quora is more... Core's gotten a lot of like spammy stuff in there. And and I'm because again, I'm I'm assuming we're talking mostly women. So guys, I'm about to offend you. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> you want to go to a lot of women-centric sites. Perfect. Because like Reddit is good if you're a guy or have more of a guy niche. Quora is good if you're if you again if you're a guy more of a guy niche or um things that are more technical. So if you're more of a tech niche, those are really good. For female-based businesses and female niches, I start with Pinterest because we love us on Pinterest. Mm. <laughs> and Pinterest operates a lot like Google. So when you get down Google, you get down Pinterest too, which is good. So I start with Pinterest. I start with Answer the Public because it's just a kind of catch-all and it only gives you questions. Like these are questions and it does, it quantifies, and that doesn't give you the numbers, but it looks at only the top questions. It only gives you the top questions. So that's another reason why I love Answer the Public. And then Facebook groups. Facebook groups are so valuable. So, so, so valuable to go in there. And like I said, don't talk just listen or read, <laughs> you know, don't go in there and be the one and don't go and put those posts that say, you know, if, what are you struggling with in your business right now? Man, listen, <laughs> no one's going to tell you what they're really struggling. They're not going to give you the answers that you're looking for. You want to read the things that people are struggling so much that they went into this group and put themselves. They didn't wait for somebody to ask them. You want when somebody's like, how do I find a copywriter that is really going to help me connect with my, with my target person? Or how do I find a copywriter to do product descriptions? That's probably what you want to write about. 
you know, how to copyright for your product descriptions, how to connect with your audience in your, in your writing. Those are two blog posts just from those posts. When you can hear the person in your head kind of whining a little, like, how do I, then that's probably something you should write about on your site. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I that all the time. That's so funny. It's like, um, raise your hand if you're broke down and you're, on, you're down and out and go ahead and comment so we can all know <laughs> yes. how much you're struggling. People, most people do when they, when you see those kind of questions, people do one or two things. A, the people who really have problems aren't going to put it out there because they, they're afraid. Like you said, <laughs> come tell us all how, how bad you're doing at this. Um, and B people, that's not necessarily their like burning problem people's yep. burning problems um and i'll tell you guys i'm a psych minor so i do a little psych stuff too um people's burning problems people when you really see people's issues is when you look at them native what they what we call in psychology like a native environment like their actual environment um and the reason why is because these are the things that they felt so compelled about like there's 50 billion things we all know it there's 50 billion things i'd like to do in my life right now so if you ask me you know you know i've got a toddler i mentioned if you ask me you know what are three things you want your toddler to learn i'm gonna rattle off three things but those aren't the most important things to me that's because you asked me about what do i want them to learn you put me in that situation, but that doesn't mean that situation is most important because, hey, it's summer, and right now my most important thing is making sure he gets outdoor time. How many times am I going to get him to the beach? You know, what kind of family vacations? If, if I was reading a mom blog, those are the things that I'm going to be searching for. I'm mm. not really so, so worried about what's he going to be learning next. You know, I send a daycare for that. We'll work on that later. <laughs> um, but that's important to be really, to be really real about when you're – looking for answers and when you're answering questions that, and that's what I see in a lot of blogs, going back to that question is that people aren't answering questions that people really have. You're trying to be so different that you forget the basics. Like, I don't want to write what everybody else is writing. Well, what everybody else is writing is most likely what, what the people are asking. People don't ask real, <laughs> real crazy questions. You only want to have the basics on there. And then the other thing is when you're writing about stuff that people don't really they're not, it's not bothering them. And if it's not bothering them, then they're not going to buy from you. No matter what it is that you're selling, if it's not bothering me, I'm not going to buy it because I don't need it right now. And I'm going to keep saying that. I'll do that later. So how many times have we all said, I'll do that later. <laughs> I'll worry about that later. <laughs> you know, it's not so you're ready to buy and you want to get people in that buying mode, which is what you can do by answering the right questions. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So now I have my, my I've done my research. I've spent quality time not just random, but quality, intentional time in Facebook groups and et cetera. What's my next step? So now I want you to create content. Don't just stick to your blog. Blogging is fun and blogging is what I used to tell people to do, but content is not just your blog. Your homepage at the very least should say who you, who you work with and how you help them and should throw in some of those words that you, those keywords that you figured out. Um, so, you know, you want to make sure you put content there, your about page, Shouldn't be all about you because if we're thinking about Google, no one's, not many people, are Googling you. No one's saying, oh, who is Akila Tompkins? But what they are saying is, who is a really good dope SEO strategist? 
I want to be showing up for the dope SEO strategists. They can learn my name when they get there, (laughs) but I need to get them there first. So you want to make sure that your about page has some of this stuff on there and not just all about you and, you know, the the dream you had that started this business. How's this business going to help them and who's the person that it's going to help? Then once you've got like your, um, your product pages to say the same, your service pages, like anywhere you can throw in those answers, those words are the places that you should be able, that you should be putting them on your site. And actually Tanya, I'll give you a link to a FAQ I recently found for um, a, a company selling hot tubs. <laughs> Sound really crazy, right? I happen to shopping for a hot tub and I went and I Googled what do I need to know before I shop for a hot tub? <laughs> like before I buy a hot tub, what do I want to know? Because I need to know what I'm getting into. Um, and so I went and did the search and I found this hot tub company that I'm going to give you the link to. And they had an amazing FAQ page. And it wasn't, what made it so amazing, it wasn't just like, you know, question, answer, question, answer. But as they were answering the questions, they were throwing in other things, like things about their competitors. Like don't buy hot tubs at a, at a, um, a trade show. If you go to like a expo and they've got like a hot tub person in the you know booth, don't go and buy it from there. And, you know, make sure, and actually they gave me a tip. Um, make sure you check with your city. Don't buy a hot tub till you check if your city requires a permit so you can make sure you can actually bring your hot tub home. <laughs> so all of this good stuff. And that was a way that, A, they were showing up in Google. They were top for what do I need to know before I buy a hot tub. And they were giving people information without even having to go into their blog. So do that first. Make sure you've got some good, solid pages that aren't even your blog. Then once you're ready to start blogging, I'm about to audit my website after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am doing site audit, so let me know <laughs> in my group. Make sure you go there. Um, so then, after you've gotten the solid content, like that's the anchor for your site. So know that this is where people are going to really figure out what you do is on those pages. Your about, your home, your service, your product pages. Those are the anchor for your site then you can start blogging and that's when you can start expanding on some of the top the topics don't be afraid to repeat some things you've said so now in the FAQ from a hot tub people they could have told me about don't go to a trade show but then they could do a whole blog post on trade shows and hot tubs the type of hot tubs you'll find at trade shows the issues you'll find at trade shows and they could have gone deeper into that then they could have talked about the permits you know here's what the acts the city here's what the acts to as a contractor here's what you know make sure you don't have your trees here things that most cities look for when they're giving the permits they could have did a blog post to go deep into that all of these are the basics i call them the egg milk and butter of your site because or, or your niche because think about it, when you go into a grocery store store they've got eggs milk and butter that's the basics if they don't have those things they're not a grocery store (laughs) (laughs) so you want to make sure your site has the same thing a lot of times we want to get topics that are brand new no one's ever heard of this no one's ever thought of this you do that a little bit later once you've kind of built up your audience and email and all that other good stuff but when you want to bring in people People are on Google looking for just the simple information, the simple questions. If you're a coach or a strategist, anyone that's already working with clients, that's golden opportunity to grab those questions. What are, don't, of course, don't shout out your clients. Don't be airing out their business. <laughs> but you can talk about some of the things and some of the, the issues or some of the strategies that, you know, could have helped them or some of the problems, like how, how it could be solved. You can do those type of things because that's exactly what somebody is Googling, searching, and looking for. So always think about, is somebody going to search for this? 
That is amazing. So quick question as it relates to <laughs> y'all I'm taking notes for my damn self. Never mind y'all. <laughs> I'm laughing at her face like whoa. <laughs> um so if if someone had to choose like some because I feel like I've gone on sites and I've just seen so many pages. Never mind the blog, but it's like several different variations of a work with me page. And then to your point, the about me is a really all about them. Um, and the homepage doesn't really say much. So if you said, you know what, here are the must have pages on the site, what would you say? So the must have pages, like I said, the homepage, the about page, at least one services page. And if you've got multiple different things you do or multiple different products, make it one page about that. Like if you, my site, I've got a page about SEO. And down at the bottom, I have my individual things. Like after I talk about SEO, explain SEO, answer some questions. <laughs> at the bottom, it says, oh, you can work with me one-on-one. -on -one, you can do mastermind. You can do that type of stuff. I mean, that, that's, that's like almost like a mini sales page where I'm going to sell it to you first and let you know about it first. Then I'm actually going to show you a product. Um, so the same thing. Want to make sure you have a homepage, about page, services page, contact page. That's another little place you can slide in some things. Your contact page, hey, if you need help with SEO services, contact me here. So I just, you know, told you once again what I do and something else that can, that can come from that. And then even in your blog, don't just start onesie-twosie blogging. Everything should start offshooting to other stuff. Everything should be like something like, think, can I link to this page from, from that page. If the pages don't link somewhere, <laughs> then that's probably not a topic you should be working on or addressing at this time. You I'm want to read all my blog posts. <laughs> God, don't do that. We can find linkage. <laughs> um, but think of it like a tree. Think of it like a tree. What is the stuff that I need? Like the foundational stuff that I need. And then as you grow it, what branches out from? You know, this branch over here that's not connected to anything is going to fall to the ground. That is absolutely going to happen <laughs> in yep. SEO land. So if it doesn't branch off to something, if it doesn't make sense to what you've already talked about, like just remember like your blog, your site is not your journal. It's not your day-to-day -day everything I did. That's actually what social media is for. Put the stuff that has no connection, then over on social media. <laughs> um, That's what I was doing with my previous business. I was like, huh, this was an, a nice week. Let me just blog about it. Yeah, and a lot of people do. A lot of people yep. do. I mean, and granted, that's if you're a blogger, then that works for them. But when you're blogging for business and when you're blogging to bring in business, you want to be a lot more strategic about it. Because I know Thank God I know that now. Like, yeah, well, you know, I went to so-and-so's blog and they had all this stuff and they've got thousands of people. Like, yeah, they're a blogger. <laughs> they're blogging every single day. They're doing all this stuff. Their job is, like entertainment bloggers, their job is to go out and find new stuff and, and talk about it. Your job is to get people into your services. And the best way to do that is, you know, grow your tree. Make sure everything connects. Yes, yes, yes. All right. If you can give us one last tip, what would it be? All of that lovely, prolific writing <laughs> that you are doing on all of these social media things, put them on your website. And not just the prolific writing, those lives and those videos too. <laughs> we create so much content day to day to day and don't put it someplace where it can continuously be found and you're losing so much from it i'll tell you my facebook lives a lot of them go over to youtube and i don't even do all the fancy editing 
I'm sure somebody's going to say, edit them first. I'd rather have them there with no edits than them sitting on Facebook not getting found. So you make the choice. <laughs> um, but all that stuff, and when you put them on, write about them. So Google doesn't see images and it doesn't see videos the way, like if you just put up an image, it only sees like your alt tags and your image names. So every time you put, like if I put up a video, um, you want to say, this is such and such about the video. In this video, you'll you'll see me do, or you'll learn, or you'll hear about such and such and such. Those are your things that are going to bring people to the page, and then they can learn from your video. But all that good content that you're just spreading around the world, make sure that they come back to your home base. Make sure that they come back to your site. So that would be my biggest tip for everybody. I love that. So I've been talking to my tribe about um, the Netflix and chill a society that we live in, right? Where we are so proud to say that we just binge on content, whether it's, for me, it's Grey's Anatomy, uh, rest in peace scandal. Um, (laughs) I literally just wait for the episode to just pile up like weeks and weeks and weeks. Of course I'm working too. So there's that. And then I'm like, okay, I I have a pocket of time, whether it's two hours or 10. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I just binge on these shows and then I'm done. Um, but I feel like we're not doing that in our businesses. And if we already know that she's okay with consuming a mass amount of content at a time, mm-hmm. why aren't we doing that? And to your point, taking that content so that it's easy for her to consume because for her to have to scroll here and go to this Facebook group and then go to your profile and then go to your Instagram, she's not going to do that. Mm-mm. And then not only is she not going to do it, if she even does do it, she's going to get distracted. So that's my whole mall analogy. That's like telling somebody to come to the mall and find your business in the center court. <laughs> you were like, you know, they got to pass through all these stores. Things are going to pop up. Somebody's going to offer them like a food sample. Like the chances of them getting there is really, really slim. So you do want to make sure that you're a putting your content there for people to come consume. And then when you're pointing people places, point them to your site. Point them to your site so you can do the retargeting we talked about. Um, Point them to your site so they can see that there's more. Somebody might see just one of my videos, just hanging out on on the Blue Easter, one of my videos, and say, she's dope, let me click on her stuff. And when they do, I want them to see more and more and more and more. And your page is not necessarily the place to see all that. Your website, where you're able to grab an email address, where you're able to retarget them, where you're able to put stuff in pockets that they need. Like, here are topics about, you know, this. And here are the other questions answered here. You're able to make things really easy and consumable for people that's really the best place to to really give them the experience and to keep them. And they will be, people tell me they binge watch my stuff all the time. Like, Oh, I listen to all your podcasts because they're on my site. Oh, I read all your blog posts because it was on my site next to the podcast. (laughs) Even my videos. I've even put all my videos from YouTube onto my site. So I don't want them over on YouTube where YouTube's going to suggest 50 other people that look like me. That ain't cool. (laughs) So true. YouTube is there for them. I need to be there for me. So instead of me sending people to my YouTube channel, I send them to my video page and let them sit there and watch a whole day of me. There's lots of me out there. Um, But you definitely want to pull it all together and then you want to make sure that's where you tell people to go and find it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. I also just thought of something that I feel like we touched upon, but I just kind of want to go a little bit deeper. And that's the intentionality around her content, blogs, whatever the case may be, and calls to action. 
You know, I've been on uh, websites with no pop-ups at all, no way for me to enter my email, no next step whatsoever. So I read this amazing page. I went to the blog. I did all this. And I'm like, okay, what's my next step? So can, we, can you talk about that so we can get our sites right as it relates to getting her to take action? <laughs> so at the very least, have a pop-up. And I know people hate pop-ups. Have a pop-up, like for real. <laughs> they work. <laughs> Um, don't have a quick, I do tell people, like, make sure your pop-up is delayed like 10 to 15 seconds or one of those when you scroll down to the middle of the page, then it pops up because you want people to know what they're there for, then you want to pop up, but still have one. So have a pop-up. It's really one of the best ways to get stuff. The other thing, if you are really into your content strategy and your blogging and doing all this good stuff, have like, I have three different freebies depending on what people come to me for. Um, so have a couple of freebies, or even if you have one, go to every post that might be enhanced by that freebie. So I have like my SEO beginner guide. Every post that I talk about keywords, links, getting found, every single one of them within that post, there's a little thing, a little box, or there's a sentence that says, you know, if you need help with this, get this. Or there's a box that says, you know, SEO beginner's guide, because I know that they like SEO. So you can give them a real specific experience. I do the same thing with my boutiques. If people want to learn more about retail and product-based businesses and stuff like that, I've got an, um, one post where I'm talking about taxes, like, you know, taxes and permits. And at the bottom, like, if you need a checklist, go here, <laughs> you know, sign up for this. So you always want to, and sometimes not the, some at the bottom, sometimes in the middle, like, don't be shy, put them in there. Um, if uh -huh. it makes sense. If you know someone's going to be, if they're reading about it, they're thinking about it. If you've got something that's going to help them with another step of that, another piece of that, then give that to them. I think we're, we're really, really afraid to, um, to put our, our opt-ins out there. We spend all this time on them and then we, we share them on social media and <laughs> if they don't do well, then we kind of let them go and that you're losing people. You're losing signups, even losing sales. I have some posts, some of my content posts that go right to a sale. Especially if you've got smaller, like $24 products, $50 products, like those, like almost like grabbing a book. One of my, actually the way, the only way this wholesaler sales, because I don't, <laughs> I don't actually promote it. One of my products, which is $24.99, I've got a post that's about um, three mistakes that you're making when finding a wholesaler and they read through it and they, they find out all these mistakes. And I literally at the bottom say, if you don't want to do this work yourself, here's a listing. And it sells daily just hotcakes. See ya. <laughs> like it's crazy. Um, but that's, you know, that's really what good SEO will do. And that's what a good content strategy will do that you are talking to the people who want exactly what you have. So give them a next bite, give them, whether it's like, like I said, a low dollar product, give them an opt-in to get in, give them something. Even if you have no opt-in, even if it's call me and let's set up a quick, you know, 15 minute call, whatever stage that you're at, don't let those people leave your site without giving them something. Yes. Thank you. Preach. <laughs> All right. So the majority of our um, audience is either transitioning out of their nine to five or they're working hard on an exit strategy to do so. So I love talking about balance um, and obviously hustling in your business, but making sure that you're spending time just being who you are. So you are a busy businesswoman. You have a toddler, you have a husband, you travel a lot. So tell us, give us some advice as to how to do this life as an entrepreneur, as a, um, an aspiring full-time entrepreneur, but without 
losing our whole mind. Whole mind. <laughs> um, and it's funny, I'll, I'll actually talk about what we just talked about before we um, got on this call. And one of the main reasons why I did this, so what we were talking about is that I just closed one of my groups of about 2,400 people. And I know somebody in the back is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and the reason why, and the one tip that I'll tell you guys is that really, especially when you have a lot of things going on, is to be very cognizant of your time and don't stretch yourself thin. Like focus on one or two things at a time. If you're working on your website, get that website, at least those pages we talked about, the minimum viable product before you move on to the next one. If you're working on creating an opt-in, finish that opt-in. Don't try to promote the opt-in, be on social media, do a blog post. Don't do that because with so many things going on, especially if you're working, you're just not going to have enough time and you're going to have a bunch of half-done pro projects when you could have had one or two completed projects. And that's one of the things, um, that's one of the things I've learned in life. That's one of the things I do is that I get things completed. And sometimes that requires me to get rid of other things and get rid of things that I, you know, either put them to the side or just not work on them and just be okay with that. So I closed my group. I closed my group because I've got already my membership site. I've got already another group. I've got social media. I've got my life. I've got work. I've got everything. One more group just was not serving me and I was not really going to be able to serve it. And even just having it there, some people were like, just let it stay. It was, in my, it was on my mind and I didn't like it. <laughs> so I had to release my space. Um, but I say that because you know, it's just too much. You just can't do it all. You know, we try to build all these things and, oh, when I get a team and when I do this, when I do that, stop thinking about the when you do and do the one thing now. Do the one thing now and then move on to the next thing. And if when you get a team or if you get a team, they can come in and maybe help you with that one thing and then you guys move on to the next thing faster. You know, don't think you've got to pile on everything. Um, the other thing I do a lot is scheduling. Scheduling, whether you're using a social media scheduler, going through just Facebook scheduling, um, every blog platform has, you can schedule out blog posts. I don't think you've got to be every week doing your blog posts. <laughs> you know, just schedule it. Do like four or five, write them one morning and schedule them. And when you do, let it go. Like, let it go. <laughs> Don't go back. Don't be retweaking. Go on to your next project. So those are the things I say. Do one thing at a time and schedule. Like, do stuff in batches and blocks and stuff. So good. I love schedule blocks. So good, so good. Okay, so you are gracious enough to give us a little freebie that I think these girls are going to love. So tell us a little bit about the SEO guide. Okay, so this is my SEO beginner's guide. So um, this is specifically for those folks who are like, again, what's SEO? How do I do it? Stuff like that. It's, um, it's a guide I put together answering some of the, the top questions, telling you the major things. It's like five areas that Google looks at. So that's all in the guide and just a bunch of really good information that's going to help you get started with your SEO journey and to understand it. So you won't be like, oh, I heard of SEO, but I'm not really sure what it is. You're gonna know what it is um, once you, you look at the SEO um, guide. And I'll, the link is the online boutiques, online boutiquesource.com slash SEO guide. Real easy, right? <laughs> yes. And I'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah. So, they'll, they'll so to it'll be in the show notes. So you guys can grab the guide and it's going to help you with the steps, with the things that you need to get started. 
Awesome. Okay, so these ladies are going to be knocking your door down. So please let them know where they can find you across social media and their site again, just in case. So everywhere, I am online boutique source. And um, so on Facebook, online boutique source and Instagram and uh, Twitter, I'm actually old boutique source, but I'm not on there much. So find me on um, my site is online boutique source.com and S O U R C E.com. So online boutique source, you can find me at all those places. Yes, and definitely SEO Goodie Mob is yes. her Facebook group, right? I got that right? Yep. Yes, SEO Goodie uh, Mob. That's the group that's still open, so don't be scared, y'all. <laughs> yes, and she dropped some really good nuggets in that group. So yes. you definitely want to join, like ASAP. Yes, thank you. All right, well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Glad, I'm glad. Hopefully, it's helped a whole bunch of people. You guys, make sure you like, leave me a message. Tell me on Facebook how much you love this, how much um this helps you, and uh, even drop some of your blog posts. I like to help. Yes, awesome. Thank okay. you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Massive Brand Podcast. I so hope you appreciated and enjoyed this episode. And if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. As well as, I would love for you to leave a review. And for doing that. I'm going to give you a free gift. So go over to tanyawalkins.com forward slash free training. And of course, to stay connected, you can follow me across social media at Tanya B. Watkins and be sure to join our Facebook group, Massive Brand Incubator. Until next time.